0: Welcome to the 2023 Memorial Day special here for UTH, the one show of the year, um, as I say that it will not be about football, Uh, maybe football adjacent in a few moments, but this is about military service. Uh, This is about the fallen comrades and and fallen uh, heroes of, of our country and I just, first of all, I had a great guest planned. It was actually a coworker of mine. So, this will be the first time going in under the hood of talking with someone on this show that had been uh, working with me for a number of years when I was in the Army uh, in Washington, D.C. And we had a technical difficulty. Uh, I had a great show. And anyway, that did not make it to the, the floor mat here of, of publication. And so hopefully, fingers crossed, we'll be able to get her on again. A really great conversation, and a great chance to catch up with her. And so um, I'm gonna mention probably a few things that we discussed um, over that, that, that call, um, but also mix in a, a few of my own. And for those that are new, there's plenty of new listeners from 12 months ago, you may have missed last year's show. And frankly, it's been 12 months. I always kind of remind myself with my regularly scheduled content that it fe- might feel like I have discussed something recently. And then you look back and it's like, well, that was 2021. So it's probably uh, definitely time to to rehash and uh, and and re-edit and republish uh, content like that. And frankly, there's there's dynasty content you can put out almost every single month, and and that would be um, par for the course, if not uh, not often enough. You could almost talk about it all the time. And so for this Memorial Day show, um, a few topics that came up. First of all, is that I was in the military for 12 years. And I started doing uh, dynasty and fantasy content while I was still active duty for a few years and ultimately uh, taking the leap of faith as well as a few other factors of just, I think I need to find out if this this fantasy industry and, and that being a full-fledged career path for me uh, was going to need to work out. Um, so that's one thing that uh, spurred at 12 years into the active duty service for, for me to exit and, uh, and try this because I figured at, um, even if I had retired at 20 years, I was going to need to figure that out. Um, now uh, I was not someone that came from, let's say, you know, my, my, my father served in the Navy, but that was long before I was on the, on the radius of, of joining the family. So I really did not have, um, my, my dad worked for the state department, uh, there in California. And so I had a little bit of, uh, working for. Uh, the government or working for the state, the city, um, all that, that kind of, uh, that, that kind of built in, um, built in uh, things to your, your career and to your family. I had that a little bit. We moved around quite a bit when I was a, a kid. So that was very much like being in the military. Uh, it was, I think I moved 10 times in the first, uh, by the time I was 10 or 11 years old. And so that was very military like, um, but we didn't really, I would say have a military presence in the family. And, and so that was something that for me, it was new. Now I would say, and something that um, my, my guests and co uh, coworker mentioned was it really her joining the military. And she came from a background where It was more about joining that organization and less about joining the military when she was a kid and kind of coming up to being 18 years old and joining was that it it really did enhance and open up some avenues to talking about the military with family members and and those that had previously served those that, as you know, they, they end up not being uh, very open sometimes with talking about their service, talking about their history, talking about their past. So that was a key aspect that, that she discussed um, in our call. And again, try to get her on for, for next year's show, for sure. A lot of good information. The other thing that really struck me and something that I hadn't thought about was she had multiple people um, that she knew from active service, Lesser so myself, uh, just in terms of the time frame in which we served and also the scope as we were in different segments of the organization, that she had multiple people that died, um, you know, during her time of service, uh, that, that she knew as fellow soldiers. And that was one thing that, um, I think the camaraderie factor, the, you know, the people that we interacted with in our active duty was just one that, I mean, I referenced that, uh, for example, um, we call them battle buddies, you know, but basically it's, it's comrades and friends. Um, and I had someone that you randomly in basic training get put in alphabetical order, uh, in your, uh, in your training cycle. So you might have, uh, I can't remember the exact number. It might be, it was at least 75 people, maybe a hundred plus people, um, and less than 200, I believe, but you put in alphabetical order and I just happened, you know, my, my bunk mate, uh, high and low, I think I was on the bottom bunk and he was on the top bunk and His last name started with O, my last name started with P and there we were Um, and you could be off by one and he could have been next door in in the next set. And I wouldn't have even been uh, interacting with him a ton at all, but we ended up interacting a lot during basic training. And frankly, I thought he was one of the few sane people that was in my, in my group. And fortunately we, we were able to spend a lot of time talking together, keeping each other sane and getting through that process. Um, but that's an example of a very concentrated, and sometimes it's just for a few hours when you're on one one mission. And sometimes it's for a few weeks during a training thing. Uh, sometimes it's for years because they are integrally involved in your organization. But those types of relationships of, of that building, and that's one thing when I watch some of these uh, military movies, and again, I'm not a, a, a huge buff in terms of military movies, but uh, when I watch some of those, you see the relationships forged and that could be short-term it could be long-term but either way it can vary in intensity to where it it becomes you know brothers you know they they use that term a lot um and that that was one thing that um that my my friend referenced that she was actually a a cno which is casualty notification officer um, because she was higher higher ranking than i was and um, that, that is the equivalent I've mentioned before that me playing trumpet and bugle, I did taps. Uh, one of my main um, main missions, and I would argue probably 30, 40% of my total, how many times did you perform through the military? Um, I would say a high percentage uh, within our organization was taps. Um, it wasn't every day. It wasn't necessarily every week, but it was often and it was regular and going out there and performing taps as part of the military honors for, and again, this could have been for, there's a flag folding team. It could just be a couple of people, uh, a couple of soldiers as well as myself, or you get to the, the, the ones that you might see on TV. You might see it on, on a movie where it ends up being a 21 gun salute and uh, they do the full procession. And, And it's, you know, and especially if you see that with it, um, with a a notable person um, or a former president or there's a lot of circumstances where you might see the full scope of of military honors. But, you know, a lot of times I was doing a, we we would call it a stripped down version or abbreviated version where you have, you have taps and then you also have the flag fold and the presentation of, of that to the next of kin. And so that was my main thing. She had mentioned though, that when she did CNO, which that duty is basically you notify the, the next of, can you notify the family that their family member, um, you know, has passed. And, and that is, I mean, she said she would, when she was on duty you, you, uh, for an entire week, I mean that, that phone, you know, the next call could be that call. And she said she was fortunate that I, I recall she, she never actually had to do it, um, and that's and obviously something you never want to do. But she got a call one time and it was actually because um, they had contacted her instead of the person that was actually on duty because so, she was on duty the, the previous week or the, the week after. Um, so that was the one time that she got notified and, and that she might, uh, she might be uh, up, but it wasn't her week. Um, so that was something that, I mean, some of these stressors that you have uh, just regarding uh, the tough duty, uh, if you will. And then the other thing we had in common was we would do, and I've talked about this uh, probably every single year, but mil- uh, Memorial Day, for most people, it's the start of summer. For us it, uh, in the the active duty, it was the start of summer season, which means a lot more performances, obviously warm weather and taking care of yourself and, and all those things. But uh, for Memorial Day itself, it was a situation where it's Friday through through Monday in terms of that holiday weekend. But on Thursday, we were in Arlington National Cemetery when the, the cemetery would close for the day. That's when uh, everyone in the, I, I would call it the greater uh, the greater Fort Myer and uh, Arlington Cemetery area would, would pitch in. Uh, the infantry um, are, uh, and the old guard and everybody attached would um, have their different segments, but we would be in, uh, in the, the cemetery and putting down flags on every single headstone. And it is a huge, um, a huge task for a, a massive group to collaboratively accomplish. Uh, it was the end of a long day. It was the start of a weekend that I would remind folks that it's a holiday weekend for many, and you get an extra day off, and it's it's fun. It's it's barbecues. It's all that. But a lot of times for military, it is extra work. You know, we would put down all the flags. There is constant roving duty during the the weekend to make sure that every flag is still up. It could be windy conditions. It could be rainy conditions conditions uh they could just get knocked down. and that is something that um was you know the attention to detail was very important because it was a high profile but obviously a um an observant weekend for recognizing those that had fallen and those that were in um Arlington National Cemetery but that what that represents as well across the entire the entire globe of of reverence for the holiday and for those fallen fallen uh, soldiers, and so um, going through and having that, but then also Memorial Day had had parades. There's parades everywhere of of military attachments and the Old Guard and Fife and drum corps, especially you know being involved in that in, around the greater Washington D.C. area. But it happens uh, across the country. You know that you'll see Memorial Day parades and and. Uh, and ceremonies and things like that. So that and then on on Tuesday the the regular business hours if you will of the cemetery regain and so we would be out there first thing in the morning to take all the flags out hundreds of thousands of flags and and bundle them and package them and have them ready for the following year and then the one variable that we both discussed which we knew every single year was Rainy conditions, you know, especially on that Tuesday, or if it had rained Monday night, it's amazing how many times that rain or dew or just moisture was a factor, because if you bundle up these flags for 11 and a half months, and, and you bundle them wet, then you pretty much have to trash them. And so we would um, be on call. Basically, you could go out there at four or five in the morning, you might be on call and waiting around and it could be eight in the morning, nine in the morning, lunchtime. I can't remember the latest we ever did it. Um, if it actually was raining on uh, Monday night into Tuesday morning, but that was one where you're just on call and you're used to it in the military. Uh, you, it, it's the hurry up and wait uh, slogan. Of just you know you have something and you got to make sure you're ready you're you're ready with the right stuff in the right uh, place and then you can wait around <laughs> and you're waiting around for it to start and when you have variables like weather when you have variables involving huge uh, movements of 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 people and workforce to to get a job done um, that was just a, a microcosm of, of of some of the stuff that we had to do on uh, on the military. A Memorial day weekend, uh, there in the greater Washington DC area. Um, but, but yeah, it was great to catch up with, uh, with, with uh, my friend and my coworker, and she retired, um, a few years ago and transitioned to, uh, to, uh, teaching and to the, the regular, let's call it regular workforce. If you will, she has definitely a military family. Her spouse was, was in the organization with, with us. Uh, for that whole course of time. And it was just really great to catch up with her. Um, I would remind you um, in closing here to think about those that have fallen. Think about those that have been affected. It could be mentally, it could be physically, could be both um, during their military service, the ultimate sacrifice is giving your life. And then the, uh, other sacrifices are the things that stay with you beyond service. Um, you know, again, it could be a balky ankle. It could be a, a missing limb. It could be ramifications with your, your psychology, um, that have huge ramifications for the rest of your, your time. And I would say, um, you know, the, the, the final thing was we were very much in our organization and DC was a very. Uh, forefront, um, area for a lot of military, but also just having a lot of interaction with the public, uh, doing performances, traveling in the greater, I would say greater Northeast, mid-Atlantic region. Yes, we ventured elsewhere, but that was our, uh, anywhere we could bus in a reasonable amount of time was generally our, our sweet spot for performing. But we were the ones that got the, thank you for your service. You know, thank you so much. And it, we were really collecting those comments for those that were deployed, those that were elsewhere. You might be in Nebraska or Nevada or overseas that you just don't have the same level of touch points with the public as when we were out doing Twilight Tattoo or Spirit of America or some of these events where we interact with, with plenty of, of the public. and they are you know that comment is basically a proxy through us for those that were in harm's way those that were doing other duties as we were there performing we were there as a as a public uh facing organization uh here stateside and so that was one thing that both of us discussed that it was very um it was very humbling honoring and and one that we always passed forward to the infantry deployable units um, and all of those that Uh, We, we basically felt like we were collecting and, you know, saying, you know, thank you so much, you know, great to, great to see you Um, and and basically, you know, keep that, that positivity and and spreading the word of, of appreciation. And so that's one of the big things that came out of the military service overall for me, but also the years of, of those public interactions that um, that I got more comfortable with as the years went along. And that's something that, that really has helped me, you know, in terms of interacting with folks, whether it's, um, subscribers or just in my, in my day-to-day or, or business life that, uh, that, that really did help from, from the military It's getting more comfortable, um, talking to strangers, if you will, or acquaintances or those that aren't in your, your close and frequent circle of communication. So I would just remind you, um, you know, as you go through this weekend, if you've had someone, that has that has um, fallen and passed um, through their military service. If you know someone, because uh, one thing that that um, that my friend and coworker said she is that everyone knows somebody. You know the the seven degrees, the two degrees probably of separation. That even if you don't have a military family, um, even if you don't have a close friend, uh, that person knows somebody. You know, or a family member of yours knows somebody. And so just keep that in your mind, in your thoughts as we go through Memorial Day weekend. Of sun and fun and interactions and all of that, but just remember those that are that have served and um, and that are still serving and that might serve in the future. you know that we have um, so many connections here with the military that are uh, more subtle let's call it on a daily basis and just uh, I know my appreciation. Um, has, has even grown um, since exiting my military service back uh, seven years ago. So again, I wanted to thank um, my friend and coworker, Melissa, Uh, again, the technical issues resulted in not having a a show with her and not having that recording this year, but hopefully we'll get her back next year. I am Chad Parsons. Thank you so much for listening and have, um, you know, have a very uh, remembrance filled and, and quality Memorial Day weekend.